You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by CurioSoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. Okay, I'm here at GDC at the Independent Games Festival, and with me is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Dylan Fitter. I build a game called AudioSurf. And what's AudioSurf about? Uh, AudioSurf is a music-adapting puzzle racer, and what that means is you fire up the game and you choose any song, MP3s and WMAs, that kind of thing. It analyzes that song and builds gameplay to match it. Um, and what inspired this design? Well, I was really inspired by Res, the way it combined music and gameplay, and I wanted to do something that, that also combined the two, but in a new way. And uh, I tried a lot of different things, and they all sucked, and finally I hit one that was good. Um, yeah, let's go back to uh, you trying a lot of different things. How did that process work, and you as a game designer, I mean, like, what was it, and how long did it take to, to finally hit this uh, design? Uh, I, you know, I don't remember exactly, but a long time, I don't know, uh, eight years or so, I've kind of been messing with this music idea. Uh, the first one was a first-person shooter on this, it was set on a morphing disco floor, where the <laughs> and the music would grow these pillars to kind of create objects to hide behind. It was going to be multiplayer, but I never did any of that. And it was kind of cool, but it wasn't, you know, fun. <laughs> okay. um, were there any other interesting designs um, that really went off the path? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a shooter for quite a while, like an overhead space shooter. And I just had trouble. That was, it wasn't a good balance between game and music visualizer. Like, the way AudioSurf is now, I feel like it really strikes the balance almost perfectly. And that one was too much game, not enough visualizer. Were you thinking of other types of audio gameplay um, <coughs> that you thought could be even just as compelling as what you have right now, but in just like a different way or a different form? Uh, well, I haven't tried any yet that are as compelling. This is the one that I feel works the best of, of the things I've tried. Um, how did you know that you finally got something that worked? Um, just, just the way it felt, you know. It, once I finally got the track to match the music in a way that, you know, I mean, you can see a beat coming in the song and you really anticipate that moment. And, you know, it kind of gives you goosebumps and everything. It just felt right. <laughs> and so once you found this design, what was the process of finishing the game, you know, getting it done and, and making sure that it resonated with the rest of the audience, or if you even cared about the audience? You know, uh, it was, the audience was myself for the longest time. And finally, uh, my wife, who is a usability tester, Elizabeth, she talked me into, you know, putting this in front of some people in our neighborhood and seeing what they thought. And... When you do that, it quickly becomes clear how broken your game is. And so you just keep doing that until it's not quite so broken. <laughs> what were some of the initial issues that people had when they were playing the game? Oh, boy, I tried to remember some of the early ones. It was just maddening. Um, I mean, UI is obvious thing. UI is really hard to get right. Yeah. And, you know, the first, the first real problem was we didn't have an easy way to, to get into it. I dumped people right in, and it was just way too hard. It was the way I liked it. And if you hadn't been playing it for the last two years, it was just chaos and really frustrating. <laughs> and um, so you found out that it was broke. What were the steps that you took to actually fix it, and how long did that take? Um, I don't know. I guess we spent maybe six months 
really really tuning it up based on uh, usability feedback. A lot of it was difficulty balancing, like I mentioned, and oh, the tutorial, getting the tutorial right so that it actually taught them how to do it instead of <laughs> not doing so. <laughs> I guess uh, I just couldn't get into the shoes of a new player, and Elizabeth could, and so she had a lot of great ideas on how to do that. Was it really difficult? Because once you test it out on someone, could you even test it out on them again? I mean, how did you cycle through all these people, and what was the frequency of actually doing this? Uh, we did about three a week, and you know, you know, you only use one person one time. Uh, we just advertised in the community newspaper, and uh, friends had passed around school. So once it was refined, um, and people started picking it up, what was the next step? Uh, there was not a room for a single breath. And then I sent it off the IGF and crossed my fingers. <laughs> cool. Um, once it got nominated, how did you feel, and um, what were your thoughts? Oh, that was that was an amazing morning. I, I was in the shower, and Elizabeth came and told me that we'd been nominated in three categories. Wow. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, cool. So, and it took some awards, right? Um, what were they? Yeah, uh, we won Best Audio and the Audience Award. I, I love getting the Audience Award. That, I mean, it's, it's been popular with a lot of players. It felt great. So along this journey, I mean, what would you say are the top three lessons you've learned in terms of making an innovative or interesting and compelling game? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I can do three, but uh, I'd say even one. I, you know, I, I wanted to make something that was really compelling and different, and uh, start trying to make something that's just really compelling is pretty much impossible. So what you do is you make something that's different, and it, you can do different. It's bound to be terrible, but you do different enough times, and you might find something. <laughs> um, are you thinking of? keeping on with the game, or are you going to try another game? Um, what's, what's in store for the future? Uh, what I've got my eyes on right now is just continuing to improve audio surf, and uh, past that, I don't know. Any other suggestions or advice for potential innovative indie game developers? Well, I would like to say something about my tools. I use an engine called Quest 3D, and the reason I love it so much is that you build the game and play the game at the same time. There's two windows open. There's the gameplay window and there's the coding window. And code, all code changes are immediately interactive with the game itself. It's really cool. Were there any other tools or processes that you found really helpful during the process? Um, well, I used a lot of great libraries. Like I used uh, Bass to play all the music, uh, Music Brains. Boy, what else? Lots. Uh, I like DirectX. Ha ha. Um, I don't know what else. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, thank you very much, and congratulations on your success. Thank you. Thank you very much.